1: 7.55 is real with David O'Brien and Eric O'Flaherty. Welcome back to 7.55 is real. I'm David O'Brien, Braves writer for The Athletic. and with Eric O'Flaherty, my co-host, former Braves reliever. Eric, man, this is one amazing run by these Atlanta Braves who are now one win away from going to the World Series for the first time since 1999.
0: Yeah, man, I mean, this has been a, It's really fun when you're on this side of things. This has been a really fun series to watch so far.
1: You know, as much as – you know, I can't say you were entirely surprised by Wright's uh, difficulties in Game 3 because last week on the show you said, yeah, I want to see him do it against the Dodgers. You know, you were kind of – because he had done it against the Reds and Marlins, the two aggressive teams and all that. So – but as surprising – as that was to some people, the, the level of his struggles in game, Bryce Wilson's performance in game four was beyond even the rosiest of wild expectations. The kid was phenomenal in game four. That was
0: incredible, man. You know, the, the two starts for me were just polar opposites how, You know, I think Reich got shell shocked a little bit and, and I wasn't trying to hate on his starts against, you know, his start against the Marlins. I just, Mm -hmm. I watched a lot of those at bats and came and came away just thinking, you know, that was a shitty at bat or that wasn't a good at bat by the Marlins and not really feeling like he beat them, but more like they beat themselves. And I, I just was watching and I was thinking, you know, if, if, If he tries to do that against the Dodgers, they're going to be a lot more patient and lay off those sliders. And, you know, he didn't throw a lot of competitive pitches in that first inning. So maybe if he was locked in the way he was against the Marlins, they might have chased more of them. But I think Wright just got a little shell-shocked when the game started off with a couple of hits right away. And then he kind of, you know, he started pitching away from contact. And what was so cool about um, uh, Wilson's start yesterday was he just went right after him. It's kind of like that bully theory. You know, when you got a big intimidating opponent and, and you're dealing with a bully, you just go right up and punch them in the face and see how they react. That to me felt like, uh, Wilson's mindset yesterday where he just attacked the Dodgers and went at them and they were trying to work counts and take pitches. And, and all of a sudden, you know, it's one, two, oh, two almost every at bat. Um, to be able to do that, to have the aggression to, to be able to do that, it takes a lot of confidence. And man, I couldn't have been more impressed with the way he pitched yesterday.
1: Yeah, and Game 3 right gave up hits on the first two pitches he threw. Yeah. And it just went downhill from there in the worst first inning in postseason history. What was I'm sure Braves fans were shell shocked because I mean, they gave up 10 runs in the first inning of Game 5 last year against the Cardinals and I'm sure everybody's thinking, "Okay, this cannot possibly be worse." They gave up 11 runs in the first game or the first inning of Game 3 against the Dodgers. And the Dodgers go on to just kill them, 15-3 to in that game. You know, it felt like the momentum had, had totally swung. I know the Dodgers felt like it had because they had scored, you know, seven runs the night before to come back and, and lost 8-7 to seven in Game 2. The Braves won that one 8-7 eight, uh, eight to seven after having a huge league. So the Dodgers felt like the momentum had really swung, and they had Clayton Kershaw going in Game 4, where the Braves had Bryce Wilson, who had all of – what, six, seven career starts, including none, of course, in a postseason, had only started two games this year, had pitched 43 innings in his career. I mean, this was, on paper, the biggest mismatch we've seen in an LCS in recent memory. Yeah, he had one good
0: start under his belt in his career.
1: And that was the clinching, the division clinching win against uh, against the Marlins when he pitched five scoreless innings pitched his ass off that night. We're all like, whoa, yeah, was this a fluke, a breakthrough? What is this? Because this is a different guy than we've seen. But he showed the adjustments that he made working at the alternate side all summer. And man, he took that right into that start last night and and hadn't pitched in almost three weeks when he did that last night, except for sim games.
0: Yeah. And he just, you know, he went right at him, and it's, it's not easy to do, you know, especially an intimidating team like the Dodgers. But you know, there's a ton of pressure in that situation and, and with a guy, you know, with that kind of mismatch on paper, I don't I mean, I I looked at that game like if they don't lose if they don't win this game, they might lose a series. You know, I felt like it was oh, that yeah, important sure. of a start. Just giving the Dodgers sure. that kind of momentum. You don't know who's pitching today. Um mm-hmm. that's and, why it
1: was so big what he did. That's why it was so big.
0: Today. Because today anything could happen. But if you're two two today and you're throwing a bullpen game you know, all the, all the Dodgers would have to do if they beat you today is beat either Freed or Anderson. Now they got to beat both of them. And I don't know. I mean, I, I just, I was so impressed. You know, even the home run he gave up to Rios, before they were even done showing the replays, um, he was already, Wilson was already 0 2 on Poll- Pollock. You know, it just, it happened that fast where he Uh never backed down. He just kept firing fastballs. He was shaking the fastballs. And I think it almost caught the Dodgers off guard how aggressive he was and and just coming at him like that because they're trying to work counts. And he just said, here it is, hit it. And that's my favorite mindset that I ever see in a pitcher is just that, just aggression and attacking hitters.
1: Uh, Gives up the homer to Edwin Rios and leading off the third inning, had retired the first six guys, gave up that homer. Uh, on a fastball, I mean, he came right at him with two seamers, four seamers, boom, yeah. boom, boom. Threw some change ups, curves, but mostly it was just fastballs, sinkers, four seamers. Gives it that homer, and he's right. He it comes back against. Oh, what it was Hernandez. Was Kiki- it was Kiki Hernandez, Hernandez. Yeah. and he gets two ground outs and a pop up to get out of that. Gets yeah. rookie Betts to pop up to end the inning. Yeah, it was like it never happened. So he gets right back into his rhythm.
0: They weren't even done showing and- the replays yet. They were still showing replays, yeah. and then all of a sudden you see the count and it's already O two. So you know he just he moved on, put that behind him, and kept coming at him.
1: You know, his football coach, he's a big high school football star in North Carolina. Everybody might have heard by now. Big time high school football star. Uh, Linebacker, played uh, other positions too. Wide receiver, played basically anywhere they wanted him, needed him to play. And they called him John Wayne in high school because of his stoic demeanor on the mound and in football. And you saw that last night because his his demeanor never changed. He gave up that home run. And then he retires from that point, Twelve of the last thirteen batters he faced, he only gave up a walk. That was yep. it to Max Muncie in that whole. I mean, so he faced what two over the minimum? In, yeah, and he in was. Six I innings. think he was
0: sixteen to twenty on first pitch strikes.
1: Wow, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, just went right at him. This kid. This is a kid that had pitched forty two two thirds innings, forty two and two thirds innings, and had a five nine one career ERA during fifteen games, including seven starts spread over three. Seasons. He was still a rookie. Some people were like, "Going, he's not still a rookie, is he?" I'm like, "Yeah, he is." It just they just felt like he's been here forever, yeah, because he came up so early. When he came up, he was 20. You know, uh, after being drafted out of high school, he gets up like a year, year and a half later. But uh, yeah, he's 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 still a rookie. He's 22 years old, and he goes up against last night a three time Cy Young Award winner, former Na- former MVP. Future first ballot hall of famer, and a guy who had never lost against the Braves in his career. Yep. Postseason or regular season. And Kershaw he didn't was seven or no. No. Kershaw was seven or no with a one-four-nine ERA in 14 starts against the Braves, including three postseason starts. He had given up one earned run in his three postseason starts against the Braves combined.
0: No, Kids didn't been, blink. Yeah, he he's been he's been really good against the Braves and, and beat them a few times in the playoffs too. Um, but I mean, I just, I thought it was so impressive that Wilson just didn't seem to give a shit. You know, it, he just went right after a tough lineup and, and went head to head with Kershaw, which is not easy to do, you know, especially with the narrative and everything bouncing around, you know, it's, it's, it's tough to quiet all that noise. It's, it might be a little easier without media in the clubhouse and stuff, but just, I mean, the look on his face and, and that's who they said he was coming up. You know, I think That was the one thing I remember hearing about him when he came up was he was a bulldog. You know, he had that bulldog mentality. And Mm -hmm. I think that you saw exactly what people are talking about last night.
1: And how about, before we go any further, Marcel Azuna. I mean, this guy, (laughs) obviously, the Braves would not have been in the playoffs this year without him. Uh, You know, Freddie Freeman's probably going to win MVP, but Azuna's going to probably finish five or six, top five or six at least. It's a guy that came pretty close to winning the Triple Crown. Won the home, led the league in homers and RBIs and hit like three, whatever, 330. I mean, he had a terrific season. But after having a couple of hits in game one of this series, he had been 0 for 8 with four strikeouts in games two and three. Then he grounds into a double play in the first inning last night. Yep. So look what he did after that. The big bear. He strokes a game-tying solo homer in the fourth. And then he has an RBI uh, double in the sixth in the massive six run, sixth inning when the whole game and the whole series probably was decided. He had an RBI double in the sixth, a leadoff homer in seventh, and an RBI single in the ninth. Four for five, four RBIs. I mean, he was two bombs in two tanks in the biggest game the Braves have played in the postseason in dec- two decades.
0: Yeah, I think I thought it was interesting. I was watching the post game, um, all the all the players on there. A Rod Poppy. They they were asking Freddie. They were asking him, you know, what the mood was like after that tough loss yesterday. Freddie said they had a dance party around three o'clock, and, <laughs> and and I think that just goes back to talking about, you know, team mentality, the vibe, leadership, all that stuff that's going on. You know, how many managers would get pissed off or freak out if their teams yeah. dicking around it? 3-4 o'clock having a dance party but Snit understands how important that is and that's exactly what I want my team doing and they came out loose today and played just like a, you know like they've done all season um Ozuna though and man I think, he just he the craziest thing about him is he looks off balance he looks like he's going to be oh, yeah. beat and then his hands are just so damn fast they just explode yep. through the zone that double he hit on the curveball you know as the pitch was coming in I thought I thought it beat him and then his hands just fly through and crush it in the gap. It, it, it's really incredible how much
1: bat speed he has. I mean, his swing and Freddie Freeman's swing are two of the most dis- dis- distinct yeah. swings in the league. Marcelo Zuna, you would never teach anyone to hit like he does. Nope. He's moving around, like you said. His feet are moving. He's moving. But then those hands are so lightning fast. That they back are. gets in the zone, and it just stays in this, the, on a plane through the zone for so long. Yeah. And the way he whips it around behind his head after the, you know he follows through. He is, uh, that dude's, that dude's got a distinct style of hitting and it is highly effective. He had, that was the eighth multi-homer game Braves postseason history, first since Chipper in game four of the 2003 NLDS against the Cubs. And I remember that one like it was yesterday because he hit him in the game to bring the series back to Atlanta where the Braves lost the series. But he had him two at, uh, at Fenway or Fenway at Wrigley Field. So. And it was his 11 total bases last night, most in a postseason game since Enrique Hernandez, Kiki Hernandez, had 12 game five of this 2017 NLCS. So, I mean, he was huge. Ozuna was huge. But that whole inning, they were – that was as impressive an inning as an offense has had in this postseason and maybe in a while in a postseason. I know the Dodgers, that first inning against Wright, was off the charts, obviously, 11 runs. But a lot of that was Kyle Wright leaving pitches over the middle and being a little, you know, like you said – uh uh shell shocked. Yeah. Last night they were doing it against Kershaw, Kershaw and then against Gratterall yeah those a hundred. Yep. You know, like it's nothing. Yeah. I, they did it against him. Well Freddie hit a you
0: you'd never see a a double, a ground ball double inside the first baseman. You know, between yeah. in that in the hole, you'd never see doubles. And and that just means he crushed that ball. But that was a fastball yeah. in on the black. And Kershaw's throwing all kinds of different curveball, slider, different pitches. Freddie's got to cover the whole plate. And, you know, you got to pitch Freddie in, but you go in there too much, that's what he'll do. Um, you know, I just – the whole inning, the way it unraveled, Dan's be hitting a 100-mile-an-hour fastball from Gratterall yeah. down the line. I mean, but that's – Down the other
1: line. Like down you the said. other line. Yeah, but that's Pull what we
0: – Riley gets a knockoff up the middle. Guys aren't trying to do too much, but this team just knows how to pile on. And that's what we've seen them do all year. It's just you didn't expect it to happen against Kershaw and Gratterall.
1: Yeah. Uh, Acuna gets that inning started and gave the Braves a big scare at the same time. Yeah. Because he hits that infield hit and takes a tumble, kind of avoiding the first baseman on the throw. And all I could think about was Boston, where he hurt his yep. knee and his back. Remember, his rookie yep. and missed a month. He goes back and this time he lands on his wrist and he's had problems with his wrist all year, you know, and I'm thinking I oh, aggravated that and it looked bad because it looked like it kind of t- took a, it took almost like when an ankle rolls, it looked like it rolled and he stays on the ground. I'm like, Uh-oh. uh oh, trainer comes out. Then he stays in the game. So he stays in the game, goes to second on the, on the errant throw and Freddie follows with that double to score him. That gives the Braves a lead. Right. And yeah. the way this game's going, you're thinking, okay, one or two runs might do it. So, yeah. with this bullpen, because it's it's late, it's sixth inning, they're going to hand it over to the bullpen now. Because you knew that at that point that Bryce was out of the game, because you saw a Snit hug Bryce when yeah. he came off the mound in sixth. So, you're thinking, okay, they get another run. This thing's over with this bullpen, and they're going to get Bryce Wilson a win if that happens. So, Ozuna follows with his double to left center on a full count, by the way. Yep. That cha- on a ninety-one fastball that chases Kershaw from the game, so then they bring in that monster Gratterol, who uh, gets Darno on a line out, and then they pick it right back up. Alby singles. Yep. Swanson pulls his his uh, two-run double down the third base line on a hundred mile an hour fastball. I mean, Justin Turner was not expecting him to pull that ball because he was playing over a little bit. Yeah,
0: nobody's expecting you to do that. Not mm-hmm. nothing, Gratterol.
1: Yeah, and then Riley follows with his RBI single. Then they make another pitching change. Gratterall got one guy out of the four he faced. They bring in Victor Gonzalez. Yeah, Victor Gonzalez. He walks Camargo. And Christian Pache, who's who's been huge. He's got some good
0: at-bats. He's got some really good at-bats.
1: He's really impressed me. I did not know he was ready offensively. I knew he was defensively. He's played, of course, terrific in the field. Yeah, but he's had a huge hit in each of the three games he started. He has an yep. RBI hit in all three games: yep. homer, double, and then this RBI single drives in the sixth run of that inning, and is still one out. That that inning is going to the six the six runs in that inning, as uh, as Ozuna so eloquently put it. After that third inning, they kind of got it together and they were ready to make damage and they made some damage, man. <laughs> they
0: made some damage for sure.
1: <laughs> that somebody said they need to put that on a shirt. Make, make damage. damage. <laughs> put it in Zuna's face. Put the big bear's face on there. Make damage. It's like uh uh remember in the series against the Dodgers when who was the big uh pitcher they had? Journeyman pitcher, Latin pitcher who said I make pitch, who pitched great in his uh no. in his game. F- f-
0: Freddie Garcia said this. Freddie Garcia like that.
1: said, "I just make pitch." I don't said, panic. How you I pitch? just make pitch. I just make pitch. That was <laughs> make damage, man. <laughs> so, you know, you can look at at so many things that happened last night. Of course, with the with the offense erupting in the six, with beating Kershaw for the first time in his career. Uh, you know, with with obviously getting one win away now, and 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 doing it the night before, they're going to have to have a bullpen game. So, how crucial it was. But, yeah, it just all comes back to Bryce Wilson. I mean, just yeah. having the game of his young life, the athletic performance of his young life at age 22. I'm sure he's going to have other great he's moments. He's only 22. He's 22. He'll be 23 Damn. soon. But this kid pitched in the clinching win against the Marlins, and now he's pitched in the the crucial game four win against the Dodgers. That's two of his three starts this year. <laughs> yeah, big starts. <laughs> I mean, so, it
0: was just the aggression, man. There's just a different aggression when, when you're convicted and you're trying to throw fastballs in and you're attacking hitters. There's just a different life to your fastball. And the hitters can sense that, too. You know, they can sense when you're not intimidated. And he wasn't, man. He just went right after him for six innings. I thought it was – that that's probably the – I guess, you know, you, you hear about these prospects and mm-hmm. they're up and down and everything. And then you see a start like that and you're like, shit, that's what everybody's been talking about. That's what everybody's been seeing. So – if you can do it in that game, man, you can do it any time.
1: You know, I don't know when we would have seen him if Cole Hamilton nope. had not gotten hurt, because nope. Cole got scratched, and they told him, they told Bryce literally the night before, you're starting tomorrow against the Marlins. Yeah. The night before, and he came from the alternate site and dealt against the Marlins. So, I, uh, you know, they ended up needing this. I mean, he, I'm sure he would have got uh, consideration because they go, you know, they're gonna have a bullpen game tomorrow, so maybe he would have made the roster anyway, but. Who knows? I mean, if he hadn't had that game against the Marlins, he would have had no starts until that last week of the season when he went what three innings against the Red Sox. So, I mean, that was it's just the way things uh, unfold in a season in a short season like this. It's uh, pretty incredible. But the kid came in. He had uh, he had before that game against the Marlins. He had a seven point oh one ERA in thirteen major league games over three seasons. Yeah, and now look at him. Yeah, but I,
0: mean, I don't think anybody really knew what to expect. But
1: they did some great work down at that alternate site, man. They, they, they did must some, have, because you're looking at some of the guys that have come up this year. Look at Pache, you know how much development he had since spring training offensively, and then you look at Ian Anderson, you know who didn't come up until the month into the season, or you know three or four weeks into the season. Look what he did. I mean, yeah, they, that's
0: they, part of what we were talking about, though, where you're getting a chance to to pitch in a really different environment against really you know, experienced hitters that can give you feedback and and communicate with you. You know, you, that's one of the biggest benefits is to be competing. And then after the game, maybe Markekis was there that day and you actually have a conversation about him, about what he saw. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if a big league hitter tells you something like, hey, this pitch is really good, it just hits home different than a guy that's supposed to be on your side, like your pitching coach, that's just trying to pump you up. You right. know, when it, when it comes from an experienced hitter or even a guy that's been in, triple a for five to 10 years but the guys that all hanging around and competing against each other it's a really good atmosphere to kind of just get really qual- good quality feedback from each other
1: so the guys that missed the minor league season it really sucked for them and it yeah, could hurt. It you know, it sets them back a little bit but the guys that were at that alternate site the guys the prospects that that were good enough to be there are that they wanted to be there
0: they can move years ahead
1: yeah, it could have helped them actually. You know, yeah. instead of playing the grind day in and day out of AAA, where you're not really having time to work on stuff unless you're struggling to such a degree that they take you out of games and having you work with a roving instructor for five days in a row or something. But that's yeah. What there's these no guys, numbers.
0: You know, you get, yeah. you're not trying to put up numbers. You you're just you're trying to get better.
1: Eric, let's hear from today's sponsors.
0: I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal.
1: You know, after that uh, after that disastrous Game 3 loss, which doesn't look like such a disaster now, the Dodgers had scored 22 runs in a span of 12 innings after scoring one run in the first 15 yeah. innings of the series. 22 runs beginning with the seventh inning of Game 3 until last night. They had seven homers in those 12 innings. So, I mean, Wilson was going up against a train on a roll. I mean, these guys, yeah. and they were full of confidence. The Dodgers yeah. had five lefties in the lineup against Wilson, who in his career before last night, or this season, I'm sorry, he had get, he had allowed 214 average against right-handers, 9 for 42. Lefties were 9 for 21 against him, hit 421 against him this year before last night. So, I mean, he obviously made some adjustments, and this kid, he just came out. He came out and stepped up, man. First career lefties had hit 343 with a 1,052 OPS against him and 85 plate appearances before last night.
0: I just, for me, it was just how many fastballs he threw. I think he caught the Dodgers off guard by just continuing continuing to challenge him and just keep coming at him. You know, that was for me the difference between. Wright's start and Wilson's start was once Wright started getting hit, he started going back to those sliders. And you saw too, you know, you guys always talk about competitive and non-competitive pitches. That's why I said I couldn't really get a read on on Wright's slider, how good it was, because he wasn't really throwing it. Mm-hmm. When you see a pitcher throw a slider, you know, three feet outside and in the dirt, that, he's just afraid of contact at that point. And that's, mm-hmm. that's what I saw was he got hit hard a couple of times and then he just... He was pitching away from contact and and yanking the ball, and that's that's why the most impressive thing for me was when Wilson gave up that homer. I think it was to lead off the third, mm-hmm. and and like I said, he was already 0-2 on uh, Hernandez before they were even done showing the highlights. You know, that's that's a guy that just wasn't shook by that, and he just kept going right back at him, and that's kind of always been my theories. If you're going to go down, you got to go down swinging, you got to go down in flames. And you just keep coming at hitters, and and you at least get to find out if your stuff's good enough or not. You know, being non-competitive, it it just it fell right into the Dodgers' game plan, and they just kept getting in hitters' counts against Wright, and and then he had to come in the zone, and they were ready for it. Versus Wilson, just attacking him, just coming at him, coming at him. And mm-hmm. how many fa- how many fastballs you saw yesterday that he threw in the middle of the plate? Yeah, and they just fouled off. Yeah, or they hit a ground ball. Um, that's just that's part of pitching and, and being aggressive is you have to force the hitter's hands and and he really did yesterday.
1: And and how about while everybody else in the first couple of innings was struggling with the wind because it was howling? That wind yeah. was howling with the roof open, and uh, to the degree that Freddie and Acuna even put on clear goggles after they yep. batten in the first inning. So but, I
0: think that kept a couple balls in the park too. Yeah, you know, I mean that have... That, that that could Bellinger have changed hit. things. Yeah. The one
1: Bellinger hit stayed in. Remember where he looked at it like what? He put his arms out like and they yeah. had such bad body language at that point. They were defeated. Well, that was late
0: though. Even that early in the game, I think Peterson hit one. He got a change yep. up away. And yeah. I think he hit it pretty damn good and it got caught at the warning track. And Wilson wasn't even phased by that. He's given a fist pump and walking right off the field. You know, yeah. Th- those type of balls, if they would have got out, maybe it changes his start, but I don't think so. I mean, it's just his demeanor yesterday was awesome.
1: But that wind was howling, and 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 you know to the to where Smoltz thought it would even affect the pitchers, you know what they were doing. The movement, because, yeah, yeah. But you never saw it even a, it, he had it, he just looked completely unaffected by it. And I was thinking about what uh, you know, Kenny was talking to his foot his high school football coach, Pat Moser, at what Orange High School in Hillsborough, North Carolina. And Moser said he's the best football player I ever coached, which was saying something because. His older brother Peyton is a starting linebacker at North Carolina State, <laughs> so he had coached his older brother, <laughs> and uh, and that's the one. Uh, no, that's his younger brother. Peyton is his younger brother, but he had him. So and and he said this just this week, talking about you know that uh, that Bryce was the best coach player he ever coached. So yeah, but Br- you Bryce is they kept showing Bryce's parents there last night, which was so that was so cool. cool. Well, his parents have to fly back for a North Carolina State game this weekend that his brother's playing.
0: <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> I, mean, I my, was watching. If, if my son has ever given me an air fist bump from walking off the mound in a playoff game, I might just die right there. That Those moments, <laughs> like him high-fiving his dad and giving that credit to his dad and pointing yeah. at him and his mom going crazy. I mean, he as said, a parent now, I can't imagine how cool that was for them.
1: He said it meant the world for him for them to be there because they made yeah. so many sacrifices for him.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, but, but getting back to that, you know, for a while there with John Hart and copy, they were getting really big into the football mentality, yeah. trying to get guys who played football, you know, in, in high school, because they wanted that bulldog kind of mentality. They wanted yep. a bunch of tough guys and they yeah. did, they did get quite a few of them. Well, some of them, it did not work out. You know, they signed a couple of guys cause they were signable like that high school football star from Texas, the wide receiver who ended up and never did a damn thing. So they, you know, but, but in a case of like Bryce Wilson, you see it shining through why John Hart was obsessed with getting this, this guy. Um, And Snit was real big on that football mentality was, and is, he always has been. And he kept praising Bryce Wilson, you know, whenever he come up talking about, he's got that bulldog mentality. And last night, I think we saw that come shining through last night. It was really prevalent.
0: Well, hitters smell fear. You know, they, they, they know when you're, when you're not wanting to mess with them. They know when you're kind of shying away from contact and stuff and they feed off that. And on the flip side, they can, I, I really think they were just completely caught off guard how aggressive he was and unfazed. He was shaking to fastballs in. It wasn't like he was just calling, he was just throwing what the catcher called. He was shaking to throw fastballs in and challenge those guys. Um, that, you know, the, the mental side of the game's crazy, but that confidence he had. I mean, that was everything yesterday.
1: It was Billy Best uh, was the brave scout in North Carolina for like, he's been for nearly two decades. He said, Wilson is the second best pitcher he has seen from that area behind Madison Bumgarner. And then another scout, the A's Neil Avent, you know him? No, he Nick, he's the one nicknamed him John Wayne for his demeanor and his dominance in high school. But that name might come back up again now that nickname, but you know, for one, it's one thing to do it in high school. And it just so far, yeah. it had not translated until late season this year. But now you're talking about, you know, we might have doubted, you know, we might, we weren't ready to put him in with those other group of guys. But now if you look at next year, when it come back, the confidence these guys are getting. You know they became the first team to ever start three different rookies in three consecutive playoff games, the Braves did?
0: Go well, four now.
1: Well, oh, Freed's started,
0: not a rookie. Yeah, Freed's not a rookie right, anymore. Three, but he's, he's, young. Freed's
1: the old man of the staff <laughs> from yeah, 20, I at 27.
0: I'm still thinking like that.
1: <laughs> the others, what, 22 and 23? I mean, it's crazy. And the two 22 year olds absolutely dealt Ian and now Bryce, Bryce Wilson. But if you look at next year with Soroka coming back and you're talking about Freed, Soroka, Ian Anderson, right? Kyle Wright. Bryce Wilson. I mean, that's five guys. You go out and get a guy? I, I, wow. Well,
0: that's wow. what's so hard about it, too, is, you know, you got you really young pitchers them? trying to figure out the game. And, the, the you know, the team just ahead of the curve that they I think they would planned. You know, I think now is when they were expecting, you know, last year and this year is when they were expecting to be really competitive. And you've had these guys. You've been bringing these guys up and having them pitch in really big – you know, uh, playoff runs and playoff games and stuff. It, it's, it's, that's the hardest environment to develop in. There's, that's why there's been no patience forms because the games have been so big. So it's been hard to get a feel for what these guys are capable of because they've been in a position too where we need, we need a good start today and they've been going back down if they don't pitch well. You know, it's added pressure and it's a different pressure than, you know, some of these other teams that aren't competing and they can bring up three or four starters and let them take their lumps. But, you know, it's just been tough to – it's been tough to judge some of these guys, but I think each one of them is starting to show what they're capable of.
1: Think about this. How about if – how about if the Braves had not lost so many starters to injuries, opt-outs, various right. underperformance and all that? We would have never seen – Right. We, certainly, we, we would not have seen Bryce Wilson. We probably nope. would not have seen Wright unless there had been another injury. But if they had gone with the regular guys that we were thinking about, I mean, Ian Anderson would have had to fight to get a spot, you know, at some point during the season. Yeah. But so it looked like for a while that was going to end up costing you in a year where you had the best offense you've had in, you know, a long time, maybe the deepest Braves lineup ever. And for a while it looked like it was going to cost you losing all those starting pitchers. Well, now you're one win away from getting the World Series. And think about the development. The invaluable, like you just said,
0: it's invaluable. But I mean, there's no way to get it without going through it.
1: So these guys are getting the starts that normally people in their position would be getting in meaningless games in the middle of the summer, and you're hoping that they get it from there. But they're pitching, uh, you know, right now and last night it was even doing it in front of a crowd, a, a pretty noisy crowd, even though it was small, it was noisy. But I mean it could end up working in the Braves' favor in that you're bringing these guys back next year with so many questions answered about how long it's going to take for them to develop and everything. I I mean, I just can't see a guy coming through on a big stage like this and then regressing in meaningless games last early next season. Well, you
0: got to You got to prove you can do it to yourself more than anybody. You know I mean? Everybody watching can have their doubts and whatnot, but I think that's good. You know, that, that, there's not media in the clubhouse for a lot of these guys to have to answer certain questions that you have to answer. But at the same time, you know, you're really just trying to prove it to yourself. And after, after Wilson has this start that he had today, he can also remember the mentality he had in this start and the aggression and, and know what works for him and knows what, know what plays for him. And you, you know, you can't learn that lesson until you try it. And it works against the Dodgers, you know, so he's for him. Now he's got the, there's not going to be a start at, you know, maybe the world series, but I think Tampa's, Nowhere near the offensive threat that the Dodgers are. I mean, that's a juggernaut. And then you go into you go into next season and you've already pitched and beat the Dodgers in the NLCS. (laughs) You know, I mean, it's it's just it's crazy experience. These guys are getting exposed to. And it's something that you can't you you just can't learn until you be in the situation. You can't learn yourself and and be confident in yourself. You've seen what you're made of. And they know now.
1: How things are falling in place for them, not just this year, but going forward. It's oh man! Pretty amazing, I mean, this, man. you
0: might not even you might not even want to sign a guy like Bauer to a one year deal now.
1: And this is the and this is. I agree with you because I said I said last week. I mean, or earlier this week, that I thought whoever won this series is going to win the World Series because I think yeah. this is a tougher series. I'm not downplaying the the race because they're damn good, obviously. But that yeah, they do we weird said. Stuff. I think their arms are going to be tired in the World Series. They're going to have some days to rest them, but I mean they're getting a lot of mileage out of relievers. And their offense isn't anything like these guys, like the Dodgers. Yeah.
0: Now they got that Reina guy that's hitting a home run every Oh my half, god! But, yeah, I
1: but think but the Dodgers is
0: just a—it's a different offense to try to beat.
1: Top to bottom, it's only when it compares with the Braves this year. Yeah, I mean they led the majors in most most categories right ahead of the Braves, but. Yep. I was I would if I were the Braves I'd be more worried about the Astros having if they were able to win that series which they're not yeah. going to now probably but uh but that's the the line the way they were kind of felt like they were getting on a roll you know that'd be a more worrisome team to me but anyway we're getting ahead of ourselves did, hey did you read uh Kenny had this the story and I was there when it happened I wrote about it when it happened but how they got Wilson that year where they had this great plan they devised this this scheme and it worked great and now it's really looking good because Bryce Wilson has stepped to the fore. But yeah. that was the same year where the Braves drafted Ian Anderson with the number 3 overall pick, right? They yep. they they signed him, they 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 drafted him a few slots ahead of where anybody had him. Cuz they knew they could pay him below recommended slot by taking him up higher, right? And use that money to sign guys later for over slot. Right? So they get Ian Anderson. They signed him for $4 million bonus, which was $2.5 million below the slot. And then they took two left-handers, Joey Wentz, who's since been traded, and Kyle Muller with the 40th and 44th picks that year. I think those were first-round twos because they were uh, compensation picks or whatever, sandwich picks. Then they chose two more guys, Brett Cumberland and lefty Drew Harrington. And they were just kind of gambling that Wilson would stay on the board because they really wanted Wilson because he could have gone to Carolina, he'd committed to Carolina, and a lot of people thought when if he didn't get drafted in the first, second round, he's going to go to Carolina. Uh, so they were gambling that he'd stay on the board. He did. So they take Wilson in the fourth round, and they signed him to a $1.2 million bonus, which was well above his slot in the fourth yeah. round. And now look at that plan, how that plan seems to be. <laughs> now you've got Ian Anderson, who has become exactly what a number three overall pick should be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if not more, given that he's only 22 years old. So awesome. I don't know if
0: they thought Anderson was going to have this velocity.
1: Oh no, no, no. It, they didn't think he'd be this good. Nobody, I don't
0: think they thought he was going to be this damn good. He would have been the first overall pick. No, to yeah, he they was took him throw 97.
1: They took him third because they could sign him for less in slot. Yeah, so yeah. obviously they thought yeah. he was, you know, a late first-rounder, mid mid-late first-rounder. So nobody had him, especially not at this age, but but now to have if Wilson, if this was and I had no reason to watch him last night and think this is fluky cuz there's nothing he's doing like It'd be one thing if he had a trick pitch working or the Dodgers. Or just just
0: like line drives, you know, the balls just hit right at guys. I mean, there was a couple fly balls that could have been deep, but they still were looking at like solo shots.
1: So he came in and uh, Brian Bridges, the uh, scouting chief at the time, said he came in with a chip on his shoulders when he went in the fourth round and he was out to prove everybody wrong. And he said, he told Bridges, I will be the first to the big leagues. And he was, he made it happen because he, uh, but they they got him there. They had to have him. That was why it was injuries and everything. So he came up before he was actually ready, but he was, he was the first high school player from the class of 2016 to reach the majors. He debuted at age 20 on August 20th, 2018. (laughs) I mean, that feels like so long ago.
0: It feels like five years.
1: (laughs) And now look at him. I mean, what a story this kid's become.
0: Yeah, and, and that was what you heard when he came up, too, was just bulldog mentality, bulldog mentality, and going after guys. And he just, I don't know if it was walks or what it was, but he, I'd never seen him this aggressive against a team this talented. And if you can do that, if you can, if you can be that confident and attack a team like the Dodgers like that, I mean, you can do it against anybody.
1: So last night, Ozuna's Ozuma's fourth inning homer. That was the third homer that the Braves have had in 80 innings of 15 career starts against them of his 15 starts against Braves third homer. They had one earned run against him in his three postseason starts against them. Now I know he's getting a little long in the tooth, but Kershaw was having had a great year this year. He's he was, he was one of the side candidates for a while and he's probably going to finish top six, seven. And he'd been, he dealt in his two postseason starts before he got scratched in game two. So there was no reason to believe that he was going to fall on his face. The only thing was his numbers that have been repeated a lot about his record when the Bra- when the Dodgers are behind in postseason series, his numbers were not good, mid four ERA. But man, for for most of the for, until that sixth inning last night, it looked like nope, that's not the case because he's dealing. So I don't the Braves just the Braves just erupted in that sixth inning because he had not given but, up hardly anything before that.
0: Uh, but that's just what this team does, you know. Yep. I, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't bang Kershaw for that as much as I just think this offense is just that damn good that if you give him a window, you know, and that's, that's why it's so nice having Freddie in that two hole too. Because that, for me, if, if he gets Freddie out there, the whole game could change, but he makes a good, tough pitch to Freddie and Freddie destroys a ground ball double in the, in the five hole. I mean, right, right between, you just don't see that, you know, if you see a ground ball double to right, it's down the line every time. He hit that ball so damn hard on a good pitch, you know, to Freddie, you see Freddie take these swings and you think he gets jammed. You know, the, the yeah, way it yeah. looks how on top of the plate he is, you don't think he yeah. get his hands there and he just chops down on it and, and crushes it. Um But that, that's all it takes to get this offense going. Uh Cunha scores there. And then, I mean, it was just the, the floodgates just opened after that. And it's, it's the same game they've been playing all year. It's just, it's more impressive, yeah. I guess, when you do it against Kershaw, but I mean, I, I think that's why the series is so fun to watch too. Cause even when a team gets up five or six runs, both sides still feel like it's a ball game. You know, it's both offenses could do this.
1: Yeah, but you're absolutely right. They've done it all year, those six-run innings or more. They've been doing them all year. Guys, let's take a quick break, and then we'll finish up the show. So the six-run inning tied for the second most the Braves have had in a single inning in the postseason. And the only time they got more, they were still in Milwaukee. Game two of the 1958 World Series against the Yankees, the most time, the only time they scored more in an inning. Uh they had the ten runs. It was the 14th ten-run playoff game in franchise history. First since Game three of the 2002 NLDS. Never lost a playoff game when they scored ten runs. <laughs> They've yeah. scored at least ten runs ten Tough times. To do. <laughs> How about this? They scored at least 10 runs, 10 times during the regular season. The most such games in the majors, two more than the Padres and the Yankees. This year? Uh, what was that? Did they do that this year? They didn't. No, 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 no. 60-game season. <laughs>
0: but it's believable, isn't it? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> it's been that you kind of crazy season. I mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, if, let's see. A couple other notes on this. He became Bryce became the second rookie pitcher in baseball history, to start his postseason debut and allow no more than one hit in at least six innings. Only other guy to do it, Michael Walker, Game 4 of the 2013 NLDS. Walker was phenomenal that year.
0: Yeah, he's turned out all right.
1: Yeah. He went six innings, allowed one run, and Ian Anderson pitched six scoreless in his <laughs> uh, postseason debut in Game 2 of the Wild Card Series. They're the second set of teammates in a single postseason to go at least six innings and allow no more than one run in their playoff debuts prior to turning 23. The only other guy to do that, guys, Hall of Famer Jim Palmer, Wally Bunker, the 1966 Baltimore Orioles. I mean, they're doing unprecedented stuff or close to it here.
0: In the juice ball era, too. Yes. I mean, it's hard hard to get outs now and, and not give up those runs. It's, I, and I can't believe these guys are only 22. But first of all, because of how they behave, but also just, you know, to be able to pitch like this at that age in these big games,
1: it's kind of mind-blowing. That's what Chris Martin said last night. He goes, the Braves are doing a good job with these guys, finding these guys. He goes, because they're coming up and they're totally unfazed. Yeah. Somebody said, how does a guy do that? And Chris Martin goes, I don't know. He goes, I wasn't like that <laughs> when No, I, when I was 22, 23 years old.
0: Yeah, I was not I did not have control of my emotions. I was <laughs> fist pumping and freaking out every time I got an out, and I was hanging my head every time I got a, you know, gave up a hit. You know, it's, the maturity of these guys is insane.
1: Ozuna's first what had the first four hit four RBI game in parade's postseason history. Uh already mentioned an eighth multi-homer game, first since Chipper did it. Uh the only other one of these games that came in the NLCS was Dave Justice in Game Six of the '92 LCS against the Pirates, uh, multi-homer game?
0: Think they're going to sign Ozuna back?
1: They're going to try. Yeah, they're going to try, but it's going to be tough because he's it's getting get tougher. T- <laughs> tougher by the minute. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's getting tougher every game.
1: Uh, let's see. Additionally, twentieth time a player recorded a multi-homer game in the LCS. All right, well, let's see. Oh, oh! the other great stat. Marcelo Zuna, he had five balls last night that were exit v. – four of his balls – four of the balls that he hit were exit velos between 104.4 and 108.6 miles per hour. He had four of the nine hardest hit <laughs> balls in the entire game.
0: Yeah, he destroys balls. And he looks like he's going to do it every time he gets yeah, in the box. Does. I mean, that's just when you see that guy get in the box, you know he's not about to get cheated.
1: Freddie said that from spring training. He said this guy just kills the ball, man.
0: <laughs> he looks like he's about to every time he steps in.
1: He looks like he's angry at the ball, doesn't he? Just kind of kill it. Yeah, was there, he had an he had an average exit velo of ninety three miles an hour this year. That was the high, highest of his career, twelfth best in the majors. That's making damage. Fifty four point four hard hit rate. Uh, batted balls with an exit velo of ninety five plus was ninth in the majors.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't need stats for it. The dude's destroying balls yeah. all year.
1: Oh, and, and then about Christian Pache. Uh, he is the eighth player in baseball history, his age or younger, to drive in a run in three consecutive postseason games. And Soto did it last year in four games. It's a pretty good company. The guys that do it before them, Miguel Cabrera in 03, Ty Cobb in 1908, Rafael Devers in, in 2018, Avisel Garcia. 2012, Freddie Lindstrom, and a guy you know, Brian McCann. 2005. Remember when he homered off Roger Clemens?
0: Yeah, I remember that. I've seen that clip a thousand game. times. It, it, well, I, and the crazy thing is, is that these guys—it's the age factor. You know, Yes yeah. you got to be so special just to get the opportunity to do it in the first place, and then these guys are delivering. But I mean, it's crazy. All these guys we're talking about—they're 21, 22 know, years old—and you just is so bright. It's bright, yeah. It is, and,
1: and you got and you got just enough veterans to come back. And I mean, Freddie's still going to be the veteran leader, obviously. And you got guys like, I mean, we're not even talking about because he's relatively old, Ozzy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's old man. Okay, he's going to be an old man of twenty three next year. Well, I mean, those two guys it, are signed for the next ten years. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> you know, and then you got and then you've got Darno back signed back for 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 a second year of his deal next year at catcher. Yeah. Uh, You know, it, you got Duvall still under contractual control a couple more years. You know, you got Riley is 20, what, 22? I mean, this it is it's, it's crazy what they're doing. But uh, so anyway, going forward, man. So they got to win one of these next three games. Bullpen game could be tough. They're going to have, Mays is going to be going for the Dodgers. Right. Haven't heard yet who's going to, it's going pick, to pick your reliever to start for the Braves, you know, tonight in a bullpen game.
0: I bet it's going to be Tomlin. And I wouldn't be surprised if Wright's ready to, to, to either back him up or get back in the game.
1: Man, how, what do you think about that? Using Wright after that, so close to that relatively traumatic. I like it. Traumatic- I,
0: you want to get back out there. I've yeah. seen a lot of people say that, you know, it'd be tough to throw him back out right, there, but right. he's sitting on that right now, man. Yeah, he's sitting on a 10 run outing. That, that hurts. The, the first thing you want to do, especially, you know, for relievers, that, that was always my thought process is if you had a bad game, throw him right back out there the next day. And all the good managers do that, but yeah. if right, I mean, I won't start right tonight and just see how it goes and just have a quick hook. But if You're he's right. hot, you know, you could get three or four right. out of them. And You're even, right. even yesterday, you know, I was, I thought it was really cool that Snit stuck with Wilson because of how shaky he'd been at, at different times. Um, It'd be easy to yank him after the fourth and a lot of managers would have mm-hmm. done it, you know, even as well as he was pitching, they just get him out while he's doing well, but he's, he, you know, he got another two innings out of him, but with right, I'd throw him right back out there and, and, you know, obviously you got to have the quick hook because if that starts happening again, you get him out of the game and don't let it happen. But if I was him, I'd want to pitch as soon as possible to to forget about that last game. And that could help for the next series, too. If he doesn't pitch in this series, he's got to go into the, the World Series if they make it. He's got to go into the World Series sitting on a 10 spot that happened a week and a half ago versus if you just get him out there even for a zero tonight, he can put it behind him and know he's he's still got it
1: absolutely i see what you're talking about and i agree and just have the quick hook i mean quick it's hook. not it's not like you can't bullpen the game because that's what you're going to do and you yeah. got the guys to easily get you through eight or nine innings if you need to without because then you're only going to have two more games and you're going to have you're going to have max freed starting and ian anderson so you know you're not going to need five or six innings of relief from those guys are pitching and then yeah, you're going to have two days off for the world series
0: yeah, you got time for guys to recover. And the good news is you didn't have to use too many relievers last night. So Absolutely. I don't know. I don't know if I'd try to, st- I, I don't like, you know, for relievers, it's tough to, to lead off a game. Like when you go full blown bullpen game with a guy right. that's not used to going long and you just have throw throwing the first, it's awkward when you're starting out that game, you know, when you're yeah. standing on the mound to start the yeah. game, even if it's technically good matchups it feels, you know, you can just feel completely like you're just in a new world when you're starting off the game or throwing in the second and it's planned, you know, relievers benefit from not knowing when they're going to pitch, but I think most people don't
1: realize that as a former reliever, it's good to hear you. And I did it and even
0: in rehab games, you know, they'd always Uh ask me if I wanted to start the game and I did it once or twice and you're doing this full starter warm up, and you got all this time to think about and you jog out there to start the game. It's It's just awkward and it throws a lot of guys off Um, and I've seen it backfire in the playoffs with teams getting a little fancy. You know, I think the A's started Liam Hendricks a few years ago and he was just not the same. Um, But I would almost try to go with somebody that started before, has some experience with it and just have a quick hook until, you know, Shane Green mentors. uh, Matzik threw a lot last night and you want him later anyway and, and Smith too. But I don't know. I mean, I just have the guys ready, but I try to have somebody that's got some experience starting to try to go. I mean, it's a it's a shame Inola threw
1: I know exactly as many
0: saying. as he did. Yep. He, but he still saved this series pitches. for the team.
1: Yes, he did. Ninety two. If, if they would have had he to Yeah, he's out. But he would have been perfect. I, it, but I like Toddler right. I like I like yeah, the idea of Tom I'd start
0: right. right. I'd throw him right back out yep. there and, and give him that vote of confidence and see how it goes. And if he if it starts I mean, just really quick hook, if it starts blowing up, but He's he didn't throw that many pitches the other day. He could be yeah, ready. I mean, basically a bullpen day. He could be ready to yep. go for today. And if you got four out of him, how big? It's would looking that pretty be pretty damn good.
1: And the thing is, you you know you got three shots to win this thing, but you want to win it yep. today because you want Max Freed rested and ready for Game One yep. of the World Series. Man, yep. you want Freed and Ian Anderson to start that. That's what you want. You don't want it. Yeah, yeah. You you want to win today if you can at all. If there's any possible way. And I think all you need to get is a couple of three good innings out of somebody and turn it over to the pen and you can win today.
0: Yeah, and and that's why I say you know it's good news that not a lot of guys pitched yesterday because you you yeah. can have you can go pretty hard into your bullpen today. And the only guys that would really be going back to backs: Melanson, Matzick, and uh, Martin. Green
1: Green has pitched Green. last
0: two. Green did. But yeah, that's about it. So you might stay away from him today, and if even if you used him, you'd only be down one guy tomorrow. Versus if Wright had a bad start yesterday, everybody would have to pitch.
1: Oh, it was just—it was so big in so many ways. I mean, it was a
0: whole series for me. I was watching it like if if he has a really bad start here, and the Dodgers even it up, and you got a bullpen day today, and a beat up bullpen, total it could get shift. it could get completely out of hand.
1: Total momentum shift. I mean, yeah. he just he stopped it. He just stepped on the on the Dodgers' yeah, momentum and said, nope nope, "Nope, nope, reset, <laughs> back yep. in control."
0: Yeah, now now the Dodgers got to win the today today's game, and they also have to beat Freed and Anderson.
1: Yeah, you know how everybody was talking about how, yeah, but is it going to mean anything? And there's no feeling of that at all now. There's no, there's not like, yeah, but it oh, doesn't playoffs? feel. Yeah, it feels, oh, it
0: feels real. <laughs> it
1: feels were totally real, especially when it's you got a crowd teams. there too. I think I think that adds a little bit. But I mean, even the game out in San Diego, it still feels totally real. The best teams are playing, and it's yep. even more of a grind because there's no days off. So your depth is tested. Yeah. You know, everything is tested. It's a bigger test. Tested. You can get well, it's by. It's harder for the
0: Braves to do it in this series, too. This is a way harder layout for the Braves specifically oh, than, than it would have been.
1: Absolutely. With having you'd
0: have Freed going today on rep he'd be rested
1: up. We wondered how they were gonna do it with three starters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know I did. God, I mean... That well, just, that's what Bryce, it took. Somebody was going to have to step up. Yeah, and then when Wright falls on his face, I'm like, oh, they are in trouble. Oh. Yeah. Just, I just never saw this coming from Bryce, man. Even though I watched him pitch those two starts, pitch his ass off, this was a whole different level of performance. Yeah, you'll never man. be
0: surprised again. No, never. <laughs> you know, now you know what he's capable of. I'll and now never, he does, too.
1: He's got this forever. Whatever happens in his career going forward, he's got that game last night. And I have a feeling yeah. he's going to have some... Games just as big, and he'll build off group.
0: that. He'll build off it.
1: He's going to get to pitch in a World Series, man. I mean, it could be <laughs> game could four be game of the three. World <laughs> Series. He could be game yeah. three after what he did. Yeah. I think I'd move yep. him up to three, yeah, and have right in four. But those are good decisions to have to make, huh?
0: A lot better than you thought you were gonna have to make, <laughs> you know. I mean, today, Which was, who the
1: hell's gonna start game four? Okay, yeah, add Rice add Bryce to the roster.
0: Well yeah, today could be pretty grim podcast if if they lost last night and had to oh. use a bunch of guys. And instead it's now the Dodgers gotta win three in a row.
1: And also you'll have Enoa in the World Series, fresh obviously, yep. able to start if yep. you need and, him. If you don't want to bring Freed back on short rest. And he was impressive. He was I wouldn't really be, you
0: know, he's the ideal. For me, that's the guy I'm talking about. Like he's the ideal reliever yes. to have do the bullpen day to day and it doesn't work out because he had to save their ass two days ago but he's the ideal guy where you you know you know i mean you could have a quick hook but he could also if he's on he could give you four or five
1: by the way we talked so much about last night for obvious reasons and bryce wilson and, and marcel zuna but how big was he noah before last nice night you know what he had done it saved the series for him in effect yep. i mean that night they only had to use i mean you lose right in the first inning You could have easily had to use six or seven relievers to get through that thing. But instead, you got – you know, Dayton got blasted for two innings. So they give up 15 runs in the first three innings. But then Noah comes in and goes four. So he bridges that thing. All you used was Webb and Green to get through it after that. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, that was – you you basically just reset, flush that game and then you start it over and it gave I thought Snit made a great point after the game. Some people thought, "Yeah, you can put a spin on anything, but you got destroyed." Yeah, they did, but Snit said this 15 to 3 loss was it's the best, the way best. To do it. yeah, it was yep. he said if we'd have grinded out a 7 to 5 loss, our bullpen would be in bad shape now. And you know, it it, it was it was the easily the best thing that could have happened if you're going to lose a game to get destroyed like that, and not use any of your key relievers. And well, I was even. I was even guys. thinking,
0: yeah. And rest the rest the dudes you needed last night, and uh, because, and now you got him again tonight.
1: Right, because Darno, but no, no, the position guys. Darno was going to oh, catch every yeah, game, yeah. and he was out of that yep. game in the f- uh, third inning. Yep. Freddie was out in the fourth inning; he wouldn't have come out otherwise. And Acuna was out in the fifth. So that little bit of rest, in it when you're playing every day, was pretty every big.
0: day. Big stressful games. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I was watching that game the other day. Like, you know, I, I know teams think it's embarrassing to throw position players, but
1: it, you think, to save Charlie, your pen
0: for today, not yep. knowing what you were getting, or for yesterday, not knowing what you're going to get out of Wilson, Yeah, I wouldn't have been afraid to throw Charlie and Sandoval the last four innings. I think just, Charlie would
1: have thrown if, if uh, you know I had not gone four innings we'd have seen Charlie for an Yeah,
0: evening. yeah. And you, it's just one of those things where you had to do it. I don't care if it's, you know, bad for the game or embarrassing or yep. – not respect in the game. Whatever people want to say, I mean, you got no days off, so that that gives yeah. you better reason to do it too. Changes but everything. No days off. Without those four innings from Manoa, man, it's that that saved that saves not just to yesterday, but it saves today too.
1: Oh yeah, uh, Sandoval he has pitched, hadn't he? I remember that.
0: I think he has pretty decent mechanics. He- <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> I watch position players pitch and I'm like, shit, I need to Yeah. I like how that guy loads his hip. <laughs> he's got some free arm <laughs> movement. <laughs> you know, he's like, shit, if I you know I'm watching it like that's I can't even do that right now, you know.
1: Well I mean if a guy like Andrelton can throw ninety eight from shortstop from the hole, man.
0: Yeah. Same thing you watch outfielders throw from the outfielder. they their yeah. their arm action's really damn clean a lot of times.
1: How about, uh, by the way, Pache? Dude, it is like watching Andrew in center field. The way he catches the ball to his side casually. The way Andrew's in, like, ah, this is so easy. Give me something more challenging. Just puts the glove out, lets the ball land in it. You know what I mean? mean, He he,
0: he gives you that comfort, too, when he's chasing the ball. Oh, yeah. You can tell. He glides. You know, Andrew does that, too. But you can tell on those deep fly balls whether they're a homer or not just by his pace. He's he glides, man. Way. Yeah,
1: he never has to adjust and like pick up speed to go get it, you know, or or like starts too fast and overruns a ball or whatever. He just he, he's got a he perfect did on clock. one
0: yesterday. He did on a a fly yeah. ball to center. He didn't get behind it. Um, I was I was a little bummed because it looks like he has a cannon out there, and I thought he could have thrown it oh, out. A, I think yeah, third, yeah, but right, right, yeah. But he's yeah, he's pretty damn good out there. He's been impressive, but I've been more impressed with his at bats. Oh, just man, quality at bats, kind of grinding absolutely. foul balls off and. You know that that single he hit yesterday to knock in another one that wasn't that wasn't nothing that was big.
1: And he had a big double and a big that home run he crushed, man. It like destroyed went, it. <laughs> important. It crushed it. Uh, yeah. How about a ball he like, called against the wall? He like goes all the way back to the wall. People are like, oh, it's hit well. you know. And he's like just casually goes back there, catches it against the wall, kind yep. of punches the wall. Like looks I think that was somebody. a Jock
0: Peterson ball I was talking yeah, about that yeah. that might have been out at, on a normal day.
1: Yeah, he's fun to watch. He is going to be a blast to watch on a daily basis when he's out there starting next year in center field. I mean,
0: you I went away from the World Series and you got like 15 guys that are 22 years old to talk about. It's It's got to be exciting for the fans.
1: Jeez, this team, man. This team is loaded for the future. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do in the offseason as far as pitcher because, you know, I mean, do you? I think you still need. Obviously, we saw this year how much depth you got to have. Yeah, and you can't count on all those kids just continuing without having a step back at all and not getting hurt or anything. So you got to have depth. So you, I think you got to go out and get one veteran. But I'm I'm with you. I don't know if it has to be a Trevor Bauer. I think you might be able well, to spend I've, that. I'd spend that money on resigning Marcelo Zuna.
0: Yeah, I think they need to. And and also you you don't you know you're not going to overpay because your fallback plan is not looking too bad. If you don't if there's not yeah. a starter that fits.
1: And you got a couple more knocking on the door, you know. Yeah. Tucker Davis. Well, it's Kyle like seven Kyle more. <laughs> yeah, Kyle Muller. But uh I just think Azuna has been I know he's going to be expensive, but especially there might be a DH next year. It's not going to surprise me if there isn't. If there's not, it's going to be the year after for sure.
0: So even if even if he's if it's not, you know, it's you you get him out there in left field for one year.
1: It doesn't kill you. I mean, he doesn't he might kill you some games, but yeah. he's going to certainly help you a whole lot more games. Drive in many, many more than he's going to, to let in. Yeah. He's just so been, big in the lineup, man.
0: No, he's changed everything. It, he's changed everything. Acuna, it, I, well, Freddy, especially Ozuna, for Freddie. I think Freddie said having Donaldson behind him last year changed everything, and then Ozuna's replaced that. And Just look at the years Freddie's having and, and what he's doing with those guys behind him. you got to keep that going.
1: Man, you've taken, you've gotten lucky two years in a row, one year deals with Josh Donaldson yeah. and Azuna. I don't know that you can get lucky a third year in a row replacing that cleanup guy.
0: I don't. I wouldn't push I it, and especially, He's you know, I think when you when you go to a World Series or make it to the if they make it to the yeah. World Series or if you win it, you, you gotta just try splurge. to bring him back. Yep, you just splurge, and the deal's already worth it because he just got you a World Series.
1: And your attendance is going to be up next year. There's a spike yep. in attendance every year. A team goes to the world series and wins the world. Series. there's always an attendance spike. Now I'm assuming there are going to be fans in the stands yeah. next year. And we're going to get we'll a, a handle on COVID, but you can you got to at least plan on that. You know, I mean, you, you got to plan on fans being there. And if there is, this town is waiting to get behind a world series team. It's been so long and the crowds have been great at, uh, Truist park anyway, since it opened, it got better every year until yeah. this year uh, for obvious reasons. But, uh, yeah, you go to the World Series. I think you got to try to bring back the core of your team. I mean, look what happens with the Nationals this year. They, they they let their their crucial offensive piece go, and I think it was big. I think it really hurt them.
0: Well, and not to mention, you know, the the style of baseball this team plays too. Yeah. yeah. When it's when it's just really good pitching, that's one thing for the fans. But yeah, can you imagine if there were fans and if if this game last night was at Truist Park when Ozuna hits that home run, when Freddie hits that single, I mean, the place would have just been exploding. So,
1: I mean, you got a hell of a product to
0: sell. Yeah.
1: Well, this has been a fun ride, and the Braves have got three shots beginning Friday night to win it. And you you got uh, Max Fried lined up to start, if necessary, game six, although I'm sure they want to win it before then. And Ian Anderson would be lined up to start game seven. On Sunday, if it went the distance, the Dodgers are not going to go away quietly. That's for sure. No, no. And they're going to to go with everything they got tonight in the bullpen.
0: Who's pitching for the Dodgers?
1: Mays is going to start, I think. I had not announced yet, but that was supposed to be. Yeah. You never know what you're going to get from him. He could go two or three or four innings or, you know, one. Who knows? Yeah. But, yeah, he's nasty.
0: Well, that's going to be an interesting, it's going to be an exciting game to watch. But I mean, something's going to happen tonight. It's not going to be a boring 2-1 no. you know, game, I don't think.
1: But Brewster Gratterall's nasty, too. And look what the Braves did to him last night. This, yeah. this team can hit anybody, man. They've and hit, they've seen them already. Yeah. They've hit good pitchers all year. Yeah. You know? That's the thing. Is they hit great pitchers all year. And that really has uh, has been an uh, asset that has come in handy during a postseason.
0: Well, it's just too much to navigate. Yeah. You know, I mean, even I, – I I, keep bringing up Dansby, but him hitting a 100-mile-an-hour fastball for a double, keeping that inning going. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's just how this team piles on, is you think you're through the worst of it, and then you get to the bottom half of the lineup, and somebody like Riley hits a go-ahead homer off Trinan. Yeah. Or, or Dansby hits a big double off Gratterall. You know, those aren't easy at bats, and, and they – you're right. They hit really tough pitching, and there's just – there's no breaks.
1: And Riley hit a 98-mile-an-hour sinker from Gratterall. I mean, they would just you no
0: know, from uh, from training.
1: No, last night.
0: He, oh yeah, yeah, he hit one up. So back to back nights, he hit. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's oh, he- there's just no. And you thought Pache was going to be a break, and he's having really damn good at bats and, and getting yeah. hits too.
1: God, this team. I have. I don't remember a team hitting fastballs as well as this Braves team. I mean, up and down the lineup, it doesn't matter. They're not scared of hundred miles an hour at
0: all. No it's the norm now <laughs> that's kind of that that's the hard part about it if you throw 98 you're supposed to be able to make all these mistakes and get away with pitches and it's just the everybody's seen it so much that it's it's not the weapon it used to be
1: well it's gonna be interesting it's gonna be fun uh we'll talk again on tuesday and i would imagine that's going to be from uh from arlington texas because i plan on going out there for the world series and for the braves this is uh this, Like I said, I thought this was the hardest series, so we'll see. I mean, they, I think they got a legitimate chance, and we said before this series we thought they had a real chance to beat the Dodgers, that we weren't going to be surprised if they did it. So nope. everybody was picking the Dodgers, but I'll say now, I said, like I said last week, I think whoever wins this series was going to win a World Series, so we'll see. But yeah. what a ride it's been, man. It's, it's been just- fun. All right, we'll talk again on Tuesday. Thank you guys for listening to 755 is Real. We're out.